Hello and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. There's all kinds of family, we chose this one. This is episode 165, Akira, from 1988. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe Too. And this episode is brought to you by the 2022 Beijing Winter Olympics. The cool Olympics. With a vision of joyful rendezvous upon pure ice and snow, Beijing 2020 will build upon the legacies of the landmark Beijing 2008 Olympic Games and expects to encourage millions of people across China to embrace winter sports. Shout out to the Winter Olympics. Well, shout out to the Winter Olympics and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. After the break, no guest. This is our first time in a long time we've had no guest. Oh, that's right. I was trying to think back. It it wasn't that long ago and I actually just had the answer in my head and then it went away. We had uh, (laughs) Noel with no guest, but I think we had one more recent than that. No, because we had Garrett on for Tokyo Mm -hmm. Drifter and Brian on for... Better luck tomorrow. Yeah, so it went back. Oh, well, we did Spy Racer Sahara the first time. Okay. And then before that was Noel. Yeah, but it's been a while. And before that, we had Larson on for Long Kiss Goodnight. So there's been a, it's been a lot of guests on bonuses. Yeah. You know, we got a lot of guests coming up this lap, but this next little burst, aside from Heather's, you know, regularly scheduled thing, I don't know that we're going to have another one till May or April. Sorry, not May. Hello, oh. April. April, April. Let's 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 not be crazy here. I just completely <laughs> forgot numbers for a second there. I feel like we got a lot to talk about this episode, but Joe, extracurricular activities, what have you been up to since we last recorded? One, something that I did that I know that you did too, is that we got our second mm-hmm. dose of the vaccine. And weirdly, when I went in, I don't know if that like I mean, everyone that has gotten it before me was warning me like, yo, the second dose is like like crazy, right? Like a lot of people said they got fevers from it and like weren't feeling very good. I go into the clinic where they're giving them out. Everybody's warning me, nurses, everyone. Nothing this time. I got absolutely nothing. Yeah, I had nothing either time. So I, I still, awesome. I, you know, there's a conspiracy theorist people who are like anti-vaxxers or whatever, but I feel like, did I get the real shot? Because like I should have had... <laughs> I should have had something, but I didn't have anything. He just had total placebo, which is sugar water. I was actually wondering, and so, like, I never had symptoms. I mean, I don't think that I ever had COVID because, like, I haven't seen people. Yeah, But, like, I was wondering, like, if I already had it, like, if I had the antibodies, would I have had symptoms? Or, like, I don't understand the science. Like, is there science there? They're giving you the transcript for one of the proteins on the virus. Okay. So your body would have tried to fight it, but I I don't know if you'd have the antibodies already if like you would have symptoms. I think that you would like you would have felt like a little weird. I'm not sure. Because I'm thinking like if I was and like this is all like just conjecture and like I don't want to call it worst case scenario, but like if I was asymptomatic and already had the virus and had the antibodies from that, yeah, and then got the dose, like I don't imagine that I would have had symptoms. I don't know. It's just like a weird thing where I was like, you know, the weird kind of conspiracy theories going through my head when I'm like, I should feel something in one of these, but no, like maybe a little bit more tired on Saturday. But again, like you know, it's just because I don't sleep well during the week because I wake up early for work and it's just yeah. uh, you know what I mean. Like I don't know how to actually gauge what's this versus another i was like prepped mentally physically everything but i told you i had like the weird headaches thing and like like the first one and so no i think that maybe i was just good on the second one so good luck to everyone that gets it i think that i'm an anomaly you're definitely an anomaly so hopefully that we're 
actually in the large majority. Even the woman who gave me the vaccine was like, you might like this, you know, just just get ready for this one. I was like, all right. Yeah, that's what so. I'm saying. That They warned me nope. too. So like I was like mentally prepared like from everyone that I heard of and I got nothing. So cool. Yep. Nope. What else you been up to in the last week? Rachel and I watched WandaVision and it's wonderful. Are you caught up? Yes. We're, okay. Well, we're caught up to, I think, five. I don't know when There have been five. There have been five. Okay. It comes so out on Fridays. Five. Yeah. Okay, so we watched five of them. I will not spoil it, but the fifth episode ends with a sort of a cameo appearance, right? Like a, a person arrives. Yeah, I think so. I mean, like, I watched all of them. I don't remember who it is. I'll, like, remember next time. Like, we watched them in, like, a big chunk, so it's a blur. What else? Then this weekend was the Super Bowl. We watched mm-hmm. the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, I made wings. We made pizzas. Oh, Rachel made pretzels, like soft pretzels from scratch. Cool. Yeah, it was really cool, and then we had some, like, beer cheese, so we just spent, like, all weekend eating and doing nonsense, and I think that's pretty much it. That's all I've been up to. What about you? Cool. I watched the Super Bowl. There's the Super Bowl ad that we have to talk about, which I don't know if it aired during the game, because I don't think I saw it. It must have been before. They put it on YouTube at, like, 5-ish Eastern. So, like, before the game, it was up. So, I don't know if it was just, like... Because, remember, I was saying... I don't remember if I said this on, on air. I think I might have just sent it to you. But, like, I saw a thing on, like, Deadline or Hollywood Reporter or whatever that was, like, don't expect a lot of commercials, yes. like, you know, trailers this year because, like, they didn't movies, movies are in a state of flux. Yeah. And, yeah. like, the ha- the banner image was Dom and, and Letty or Dom and Ramsey or something. And I was like, oh. And then it was just, like, from last year. So, like, hey, like, last year was all yep, this stuff. Like, exactly. they even had this whole event or whatever. And I was like, oh, right, yeah. But then, like, to see this new thing, and we'll talk about that a little bit later because I watched it again. I have uh, a too. list of notes but like yeah i the, the game was bad i read a book while watching it because like the game was boring and the commercials were boring yeah it wasn't as exciting as some of them a phrase and again i don't know if i've said this on the podcast to you or not but i've said to you for sure like we in, in our fantasy baseball league we say like a lot of baseball left like you know anything can happen like it's too early yeah. to call like there's a lot yep. of baseball left yep. and like the whole night we're like a lot of football left you know this mahomes you can't count my, but like the whole night like there's like a little bit of shade and fraud it's like or, yeah it just it's fine it's fine like the chiefs are gonna come back it's like they never did right and like, they never like, did no like you could have watched the first quarter or whatever and been like yeah okay and you know that was it so unfortunate in that regard. But in that sense, like, I found it enjoyable in that sense because I, I didn't feel like it was over. So it didn't give me that, like, blowout sure, yeah, okay. feeling, you know? Like, so even though the game wasn't close, I had hope that it was close. Like, in my head, it was much closer than it was. Yeah, there's like there were a couple points, like, you know, like the like the late third quarter, early fourth. You're like, okay, like, if they score in this drive, yes. they're within two scores. And then they didn't. And I'm like, all right, but there's still, <laughs> there's still yeah, but time. There's still time. That's what and I'm then, saying. And then, you know, Brady would have, like, a five-minute drive that leads to a field goal. It's like, okay, yeah, but no, but there's still still three scores. We're not fine. And then, like, <laughs> no, it just, you know, it was it was whatever. So It was whatever, man. Big update. I've not told you yet or the what? person who would care most about this, but I began watching Cobra Kai. Oh. Uh, I finally, finally watched The Karate Kid for the first time. So, like, there's a oh, bunch nice. of movies that I had missed that I've talked about on here, like just, you know, yeah. pop culture touchstones. This is one where I feel like, you know, I know wax on, wax off, and I know, like, catching the fly with the chopsticks and whatever, yeah. but, like... Like, so much of this, I'm like, oh, I've never, like, none of this is 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 in my brain. Like, I didn't know anything about anything. So, like, it was very cool. I love the movie. I'm only three episodes into the show because I'm, I'm doing one a day. And I don't want to uh, prejudge it, but it's got to, I'm not thrilled with it yet. But it's still very okay. early. I think the big issue is that, you know, some people have 30 years of nostalgia. And I had, like, 30 hours. Like, Nostalgia's literally. 
a big factor in these things, yeah. man. It's you know I'm going through it. It's very it's very watchable. I just you know I'm not super invested yet. I finished Patriot on Amazon Prime, which is great. What is it? Patriot. Uh, it was oh. a two series, two season Amazon show about a spy who has to go undercover to do like a basically to pass off a bag of money to help influence a foreign election and things okay. go wrong. And it's great. Uh, that's on Amazon. Is it only two seasons? It's over. It got canceled. Yeah. But it ends in a great way. Like, it's a very okay, satisfying cool. ending. I don't remember if I said it on here or not, but I was juggling the five shows, and I cut it down to three, because I'm like, I'm just not invested in these shows enough to the point. And like, you know, I'm not binging. I'm still doing one a day, but it's like, it wasn't too much to keep up with. It was just too much to like, it was too long between episodes for me to build momentum on like things that I knew that I could watch all in a row or whatever. And so I cut out a couple of them for now. I'm going to get back to them shortly, but I'm watching the OA. I'm watching the Haunting of Hill House and I'm watching, I'm rewatching the Leftovers. And I'm very excited because tonight after we're done recording the episode of my schedule or whatever is one of my favorite and one of the best episodes of the Leftovers is International Assassin, which if you'll remember, spoilers, if you have not seen the Leftovers, skip ahead. It's the one where Kevin dies and has to go to the afterlife to kill Patty Levin and like it's the dream sequence kind of and he sings karaoke and it's like super weird and surreal and just wonderful it's one of like the two or three absolute best episodes of that show and it's amazing and that's tonight so I'm very excited about that Uh, the OA is getting good I'm into that I'm nearing the end of the first season and the haunting of Hill House I really came around on like I think and that's why I don't want to prejudge Cobra Kai because like I thought the beginning of Hill House was not good maybe a victim of hype because everyone's like this is the best horror thing you'll ever see yeah and obviously i watch a lot of horror and i'm like this is not great and like it's weird and like i don't get what they're doing because they're juggling did you watch it or did you guys not watch it i did i think maybe rachel watched it but i didn't so the weird thing about it is that it's based on the book the haunting of hill house which is written by shirley jackson there's a movie called shirley that came out last year where elizabeth moss plays shirley jackson this like you know reclusive kind of crazy author she writes this book, The Haunting of Hill House. But in the show, there's a dude. Like, So the interesting thing about the show is there's two timelines. Uh, there's okay. like when they move into this haunted house as kids, like the five main kids. Okay. And then there's like, I guess, modern day. So like they have to, every actor has like a kid version and then the adult version. So okay. like that's okay. a lot to juggle. There's two timelines. Like it's not hard to tell apart, but like it's doing things. It's telling a story in a very, what I did not realize at first, like a very confident way. But it's like, I don't really follow what's going on. Eventually, you're like, oh, I see what they're doing. Like, they're laying all this groundwork. But, like, coming from the outside, plus the victim of hype, I'm like, I don't, I don't, like, what, I don't, what is this? Like, I don't, I don't get it. And so, eventually, there's episodes, like, I think five and six, okay. uh, which if you look at IMDb, like, at the average ratings, like, they're, like, in the eights or whatever, then these are, like, nine and a half. Like, they're, you know, really, really good. And I'm like, oh, yeah, no, like, I, I get what this show is doing now. And so, it's only, like, it's a anthology show, so, like, there's ten episodes and it's done. So, I don't know if the second season is different characters. I'm assuming it is. I don't know if it's different actors. I don't know. Um, but I'm nearing the end of that, and I really like that. So, I'm at a point where I could recommend that. The OA, I'm still a little bit, like, still waiting see where that goes and then of course cobra kai too early but you know tv thing is coming along good that's awesome and you're still doing seinfeld and simpsons anyways right yes Cool. Simpsons is like already now like almost every episode's a home run uh, yeah. seinfeld i am struggling but it's still early it's still really early like, like i've done like 37 episodes maybe and like 
30 of them have been Simpsons just because of the way the schedule aligns. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. like, I'm way deeper in The Simpsons, but, like, it's great. And, like, I have faith that Seinfeld will rebound, but there are episodes, and I don't, like, I don't want to be snobbish, but there's episodes early on where I'm, like, I'm not laughing. Like, there's, like, I'm trying to find, like, a joke to put on Twitter. I'm, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't. Like, it just isn't working for me yet. But I know, like, the Chinese restaurant, which I don't know what it's about, is soon. Like, that's, I okay. think, in season two. So, like, I know that that's a thing. I don't know what it's about, but I know that's coming soon. So, okay. yeah, we'll see. Okay, yeah, the Chinese restaurant episode is very good. Yes. Yeah, there's a, there's only a handful. Like, I know, I, and again, I don't know the context, but I know I that what's, one. What's in and the I know, season two. Like, the one, there's, like, the pony remark where he, like, it's just, like, I don't. I don't know, man. Like it's just. What is it? My grandmother had a pony. Uh, no, like who? Who would ever like? N- only like no one would like ponies. And she's like, I rode a pony, and then she dies the next day or something like that. He's like, How could I know that she liked the pony? And they have to go to a funeral or whatever. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. It's not bad, but I'm like, I gotta like Let it feels like I know it's a show about nothing, but like it really feels it in a way that I'm like I'm not enjoying hanging out with these characters yet. I might eventually i hope i will oh did you did you watch the jacket one i saw the jacket one yes is that a big one no but that one's that is that they play on syndication a lot okay oh and and the next one is did you watch the phone message i saw that i did not like that one did you see that that was like a commercial in the super bowl though i know i saw george was in like yeah, there's the, the jason alexander hoodie i don't know if i saw the phone message commercial though was it the same one or is it a different oh, one no it might be a different episode sorry the, 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 i'm just like reading the description the phone message message this is the one where like george is in love with a woman he leaves her like a series of increasingly crazy messages on her answering machine and then like has to tap jerry's help to like go and switch the tape out because he finds out because she eventually calls him and is like i'd love to hang out and he's like she can't hear these messages and then they go through this whole rigmarole and she's like i I played the messages i love them you're so funny and then like you know whatever so it's fine like it's i I get it i'm looking through i'm looking through these the season two ones and there's not like a ton that's st- like I have to read a description like I can't tell what the episode's about by the title so that's not a good sign I, I do want to like I don't think we covered on here but like last week we were talking about like I was like it's the one where George wants to break up with a woman and then Jerry yes. dates her you're like that's every episode I'm like no but like that's literally <laughs> yeah. all that happens you're like it can't be I'm like no but like it is <laughs> and then like I sent you the IMDB description it's like George breaks up with a woman it's just like yeah like there's nothing like nothing goes on so that's like, I every get, episode I, I get that nothing goes on but so like I can't describe it better because there's nothing happening yeah there's always like one i think that season three will pick up a lot more steam hopefully my friend said so my friend who's watching most of these along with me i think it's either seven or eight he said is one of his favorite all-time all-time favorite seasons of comedy tv because like there's some kind of like runner that goes through the entire season so like that's a long ways off like that's gonna be you know yeah. october november but like yeah. but i'm not gonna bail like you know I'm, i might complete this brain like if i'm not into it by like four or five like then maybe we'll readjust i don't think but I'm that, give it a i while. don't think that you'll yeah because you're not even at the like when they get into stride yet so yeah when you told me like the episode was <laughs> george wants to break up with his girlfriend i'm like cool that's like every single yeah but like i guess that's that's what happens right it's like eventually that'll just become like a plot where like another crazy thing happens or whatever but like if that's the only thing that's happening it's like yeah like what else though right like (laughs) i agree i agree yeah or you're like is it the one where kramer has a fruit stand i'm like no he just has a piece of fruit like that's just (laughs) like like it's not a thing it's just like a little thing and like i get that you build and get crazier or whatever but like i'm like no like there's there's not there's not more happening i'm not i'm not trying to like downplay what happens on the show like there's literally really nothing happening so you know but it's it is what it is so it's fine yeah we have an email address here on the show no it's patreon hello we have a patreon page on the show too fast to forever.com shout out to cassie wilson jake freer ben milliman 
Nick Burris, Alex Ellen, and Justin Kleinman, Brian Rodriguez of High School Slumber Party and Too Fast, Too Forever After Dark. <laughs> Haley Gerbys, Wes Hampton, Christian Larson, Jerry Robinson, Dan the Duke, Hayden, Ronaldo DiDonato, and Jessica Collins, a.k.a. Montez. Thank you all so very much for supporting the $5 level or above. You all have the ability to listen to our varsity blues episode i will say that we have fucking great man we have not picked up any new patrons since we've been teasing that so like people like you're still the cool kids like you're the ones who get it you're the ones who know and you're the only ones who will ever know that was like again like rachel and i i made rachel listen to that episode well like she chose to listen to it i put it on you didn't like a clockwork orange her with her ears just like leave the ears open with the pins (laughs) I stapled I stapled AirPods into the side of her head. Hell yeah! Just turned it on. <laughs> no, but um, I played it and, and she was dying. But she, you know, she obviously knows us and Brian. So Wes wrote in and said that he liked it, so that was good too. That's good. Yeah, I he hope message us to people who heard that episode and also heard the Fast and Furious episode. My mic should be better now. I bought another very expensive piece of technology that like. <laughs> Should make it better, but I think it's good now. So it sounds we'll see. it sounds really good tonight. It does. So yeah, I mean, whether or not all this crazy tech was worth it more than the twenty five dollar headset I was using, I don't know, you know. But uh, here we are. It's so funny that like that you bought all this stuff, and I'm sure that like if we started out, it would sound like really good. But because we had the like existence of like all of this backlog of like my brain listening to your voice the way it was behind the scenes you and i have just been trying to get it to sound more like that i know yeah <laughs> it's like yeah so it's like you just you spent all this money to like upgrade arguably maybe that does sound better but like we're just trying like you're just doing an what settings way. sound like exactly the same as it was <laughs> like how could people know that there's no difference it's like that's not that shouldn't be the goal but you know no it's not it i, I think arguably though it's just like what we were trying to do, like, brightness and, like, you know, not make it so sensual is probably for the best for just speaking. I'm sure that you now have a microphone that could do lots of other cool vocal things. I get. I think this is largely for podcasters, though. Like, I think that, really? like, this is, like, the more affordable version of, like, a really crazy high end. Like, you know, 250 for a microphone is still a lot. But, like, a lot, yeah. this is, like, the affordable version of, like, this, like, pro microphone. The box, the adapter that I got is flexible that like if i wanted to like record myself playing guitar which by the way i cannot play or like you know if you were here or mike was here or whatever we were recording a podcast like it has two inputs like that's all good but it's like for what we're doing here where you're still on a headset and i'm still compressing the shit out of it when i edit on audacity it's like yeah i don't know if this was worth it but you know if it's fine i think it made my boss happy that i bought it even though it's not his money you know i don't know i got nothing we have an email address family at cageclub.me and we got three emails today, one from Jason, which okay. is about the trailer, but we're going to talk about that later. So, cool. Jason, thank you for emailing in, but we'll cover that in the news section. Perfect. And then two from Jerry. First one, epic moments per all Fast movies, in my opinion. Okay. Although he does not include Hobbs and Shaw or Tokyo Drift, so not all, but most. So he says, hey, guys, currently listening to Lap 8 Fast and Furious, which was our most recent episode, the one that came out yesterday, as we record this. Got me thinking of every satisfying moment, in my opinion. Let me know if you agree. So he said, the first movie, Lance being run off the road by Dom as revenge for Jesse. He says, Lance was so annoying to me, justice for Jesse. Lance is a character that really grew on me the more that we did the minute. Yeah. When you broke him down. So I do like the moment, but I don't find Lance annoying 
like when you watch him in very very tight segments he's honestly one of the best characters in the movie it's a beautiful machine it's a beautiful machine you gotta shake your you gotta like twitch like you have to have some head rattle in there where you're like your neck muscles are just like so tense like you know in a a movie full of lines that are either iconic or lines that we could consider iconic just because we've seen that movie so many times but like 40 weight sounds nice like just like these little kind of throwaway things that like nobody thinks of but yeah lance is a great character oh yeah too fast the scramble i didn't expect it and it's where one of my favorite lines was born ejecto cedo cuz and you did the steer and drive those are two great lines and the scramble was really cool i remember watching it in theaters and i didn't expect it either so i'm with you fast forward don killing phoenix and calling him a pussy this is a trend that will return i will say that much not once but twice because he is if someone did that to my significant other i'd be wanting revenge too i agree that word makes me very like very cringy because i'll just skip to ahead for for fast six now letty calling the big brute team pussy so <laughs> you know people don't like the word like moist it just has bad mouth feel for me you know that's in cobra kai johnny uses it all the time really all the time yeah are you have you seen that show or you no. don't remember no i didn't you haven't seen cobra it. kai yeah so i was talking about it with my friend because he, you know, he teaches a course on uh, on media and like critical theory to media and applying critical theory to media or whatever, pop culture. He was talking about like he had a whole bunch of notes about like how he behaves and how it's like typically or stereotypically masculine. But like he's like an 80s bully in modern day whatever. But like he uses the word pussy. Like don't be a pussy. Come on. Don't be, you want to be a pussy? It's like, guy, like it's like I get what you're doing, but it's also like, ew. This is one of these things that I wonder if we're going to run that word out and then you're going to watch stuff and it's going to feel very dated hearing it. There was a thing that came around a couple years ago where it's like, you know, you should want to be called a pussy because like it's the most like elastic and strongest oh, and yes, whatever, right? Yes, like yes, it's yes, yes, yes. That whole like movement went away too, right? So like it's not like people are trying to reclaim it. It's just like, let's just not use it. Let's not attribute weakness to the female body. Like, and people have not gotten the memo. It always gives me the heebie-jeebies. It's not a word that I hear too much. Yeah, it's all over. At least the early goings in Cobra Kai. Yeah. Fast Five, I skipped over that. Pretty obvious Hobbs putting Bullet and Reyes. That was from my team, you son of a bitch. Good move. Furious Seven, Brian saying, too slow. (laughs) And then Fate of the Furious, Dom planning his revenge on Cypher as a whole. Those are good moments. Epic moments. I think. Do you have, uh, if you had to pick one, I guess pick one for Hobbs and Shaw, because he didn't do Hobbs and Shaw. Do you have one for Hobbs and Shaw? Or Tokyo Drift, either one. I think the, like, the double head punch at the end of Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, yeah, where they actually learn to work together. Yes, like the 360 shot, the double head punch, Hobbs, you know, Jason Statham and The Rock working together, the meaning of it, them being on the island, I think that's it. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. What about you? What do you got? You got one for Tokyo Drift? Han doing the donuts to get the girl's oh, number. Yeah. It's pretty iconic. Yep. I mean, honestly, anything with Han, right? It's just, this is my Mexico. I like the, like, it's, it's what is it? It's money I have. It's loyalty and friends that I, that, like. Overlooking that soccer field, right? Yeah, when he's, like, the montage on top. Yeah. And then Jerry writes in the email called Varsity Blues. I have a lot to say. Peanut butter on pancakes is so good. At Denny's for the limited time, they had two big pancakes with peanut butter and chocolate sauce on it. Oof. Says my best friend Jason, I would always have and thought whoever invented this must have been high off his ass. It was awesome until they stopped doing it. You could do it, though. That's not, like, a hard one, bud. Like, we could, pancakes at home is easy. And you got, like, peanut butter, get some Nutella or get some just Nutella because it's essentially chocolate and peanut butter mixed together. Yeah. I like crepes a lot. Nutella is like a notorious crepe thing. Yeah. And like whenever we go to Europe, I eat a lot of Nutella crepes. Jerry says, time for football. Fuck Tom Brady. He'll never be the GOAT. Hashtag Joe Montana. No matter if he's from the Bay Area, the Bay doesn't want him. Oh, I told you 
Yep. I, I came around, man. I don't like Tom Brady. Not a fan of his, his, his personal life or his things. But, like, you can't argue a seven, man. It's hard to argue. And he went to yep. a new team during COVID. New yep. coach. All new players and wins again. And makes it look easy. It makes it look easy. Like, I, I, at the beginning of the season, I was saying, this is all Bill Belichick. Wild Bill's the truth. The Patriots are fine. It scares the shit out of me. Tom Brady was overrated. Today? No, man. He ruined the whole Patriots dynasty by leaving, in my opinion. Because I think that, like, nobody's going to look back and be like, oh, remember those six Super Bowls the Patriots won? They're going to be like, those six Super Bowls Tom Brady won. And like, you know, at the end of the game, they had up the Brady, seven Super Bowls, Steelers, six, Patriots, yeah, six. But yeah. it's like, you can't really compare him to the Patriots because like, that's all him. It's that like, was all him too. Yeah. yeah so. And this is some, one of my friends asked me, they were like, are you mad Antonio Brown got a ring? And I'm like, no, not, not in this instance at all, because nobody's going to look back at this Super Bowl and be like, man, without Antonio Brown, they wouldn't have won that. Su-. No, they would have won no matter what. Like, it didn't really fucking matter. And it was all Tom Brady. So, like, nobody's looking back going, like, Antonio Brown's first Super Bowl. What a great, th-. like, no. And mostly it was, like, Gronk coming out of retirement, too. So I've let it go, all that emotion go. Uh, so I'm sorry. Uh, you know, we had Terry Bradshaw with four. Yep. You had Joe Montana with four. And, like, I get it, different eras, different times, but seven's hard to argue with, bud. Like, that's almost double at this point. Like, we got to, I don't know. Can't wait for Kirk Cousins to win eight and to shut everybody up. <laughs> well, some, that's what somebody would say. Like, uh, I was watching McAfee. They're like, everybody's like, man, Pat Mahomes. Like, Tony Romo's talking, like, Mahomes got to win eight now. Like, that's huh. a that's a fucking mountain to climb. Like, there was yep. four, now there's mm-hmm. eight. And he went to, like, one every other year his whole career. And he got to play, and, and Mahomes got to play for another 20 years that might be harder than you know winning eight it's like staying healthy for 20 yeah it's nuts it like all of it is crazy so staying healthy and driven for 20 right yeah and and you got paid too so you already got money like you're gonna be famous like to still be like i still want to go do this like i don't want to go to work on friday and that's Uh five days later 20 years like i don't know man not eating strawberries either jerry says i've never watched varsity blues but i did not say or i did see not another teen movie with captain america chris evans yes he says bucky should have gotten the shield instead well if you saw the trailer during the super bowl bucky does have the shield for at least for one shot so there you go my high school was never like varsity blues and our women's basketball men's soccer and cross country always shined football wise we sucked. I remember having a prep rally being tied with then Mayor Gavin Newsom donating a quarter million dollars to upgrade our football field just to have our asses kicked the next day during the home opener 42 to 7. Whew. Our football team sucked until now. They won a championship a few years ago. I remember a game where the opponents didn't show up, forfeiting the game to us, and they still made the playoffs with an 11 and 2 record, and I laughed my ass off since I didn't care about the football team. <laughs> and would be like Brian Rodriguez clowning the football team because the best players we had when I was in school were the kicker and the guard i do like that as a real like flex that like oh yeah we're not going to show up because like it's not even worth our time to travel like we know yeah. we're going to beat you so like just take the win and we'll just we'll see you actually we won't see you in the playoffs so it's definitely sitting your players week 17 right when you're like oh yeah you're like you're not making the playoffs like i don't even fucking care if i win this game but worse than that because you're like i'm not even arriving not worth the time not worth the effort jerry says the coach offered me to play because i then had a stronger arm than all the qbs and better accuracy but i really didn't want to i was a beast in soccer though being a defender he says that's all i got for now be safe and be fast Ooh, soccer jerry soccer jerry i like jerry was a soccer player he kicked so goddamn fast (laughs) 
Do you know that Primus song? No, I don't. Oh, actually, it's from uh, Tony Hawk game. You've probably heard it a million times. I probably did then. Sorry. Jerry was a race car driver. He drove so goddamn fast. Or he went so goddamn fast. Uh, I don't know the songs off the top of my head, but when I, like, listen to them, I know all the words to all of them. Like, you have to play them, like, in the in the context. Like, once I hear them, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is from Tony Hawk. That's all the emails. If you want to email us, family at cageclub.me. We'll read it on the next episode, which astute listeners will know as Fast Five. It's not really a surprise because we alternate these. So, yeah. next week, Fast Five with Heather, but we will read the email then, family at cageclub.me. I also have big news, Joe, that Montez what? emailed last week her review. By the way, Montez's birthday tomorrow as we record. Oh, She's not going to hear birthday. this for months or weeks yeah, at least. But so, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Montez. But her review last week did post under the name anonymous underscore 032020. So, uh, Sick. Thank you, Anonymous. Five-star rating. This podcast has it all. She says food debates, car descriptions, random life updates, and of course, discussing movies. So I was like, I think this is Montez, but I don't know for sure. And then this next sentence is what sold the deal other than, you know, she told us these guys have it all. They're an instant mood lifter if you're having a trash day. And I'm like, no one uses trash as an adjective as often or as specifically as Montez. And so if you're not subscribed and listening to this podcast, you're not living. Well, thank you, Montez. That's perfect. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. I'm a strong proponent of saying that this thing is trash. That person is trash. But yeah, but you don't say like trash person. You're like that person's trash. Like it's a different like. No, I no, I say garbage person. I, well, I say garbage person. I think garbage rolls off the tongue better in the in the person sense. But I say like this is trash or that's a garbage person. Oh, uh, it was a trash movie. Like she uses the word trash like specifically, <laughs> not garbage. She trash. Yeah. Okay. Shout yeah. Maybe I use garbage more. That's right. That's all the emails though. Family at kahclub.me. If you want to leave a review, if you've not left the review yet, go to Apple Podcasts. Please leave us a review. I don't know the other platforms accept reviews i don't know but you know five stars review please and thank, thank you. you joe on the streets news about the fast and furious so i got two things before we get to the big thing of course what? but today as this episode comes out so tuesday the 16th yeah on nbc is the first episode of young rock oh nice and i did not know the premise of it i knew that it was about his growing up but it begins in the year 2032 where dwayne johnson is running for president ha 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 Ah, so I didn't know that either. That's maybe really a funny. look forward, but yes. So I don't know how much he's in it. Obviously, he's a producer. I think he's credited, so he'll be in you know the modern day stuff or whatever. But tonight, Young Rock also next Thursday, as this comes out, or for us in two weeks on the Discovery Plus app, which I know that everybody has. But actually, like if you like like HGTV and Food Network stuff, like this is actually like it's like five bucks or whatever. Do you get it? Do you get it with your? subscription or do you have to pay for it i think you have to pay for it but it's going to be worth it when i tell you that on thursday the 25th there was a show called luda can't cook a cooking show with ludicrous i like cooking shows i feel like cooking shows are like the celebrity perfumes of television how so that's what they give you if you're like i want to do a tv show they're just like just do a cooking show yeah like there's a Selena Which I want to watch. I want to check out, yeah, Selena plus Chef. It's like, okay, yeah. Like, I didn't know that was a thing. It's like, it's a second season. It's like, how did I not even know there's a first season? I do like, and I've watched the Martha and Snoop ones. And like, you know, then you have like Chopped and stuff like that. And like, I like Top Chef, Chef's Table on Netflix. Like, I watch like a lot of these. But like, now I feel like getting your own cooking show. Oh, you know what? You know what fucking did it for me? It was uh, Burt Kreischer doing one on YouTube. Oh, yeah. 
that that, th- that feels like Bert and like Bert's people are just like, what can we do? It's like I don't know, cooking. Like you've done like you just do weird shit, like cooking. I guess. Yeah. Like, yeah. When Bert came out with the cooking one, and my friends were like, "Do you want to want like you should watch the Bert cook?" I was, I was like, "No, that's why I draw a lot." And I love Bert, and I love cooking shows. If you told me Bert is doing X, like nothing you say would surprise me, but also nothing feels like he should be doing it. If that makes any sense. <laughs> It's like, yeah, I can see him doing that, but, like, he shouldn't be. But, like, no matter what you say, it's like, oh, yeah, okay. Like, unless you're, like, he's on stage taking his shirt off, I'm like, yeah, okay, I, I get Like, that, that, feels, that feels on brand. Yeah, that's but, on like, brand. But, like, you'd be like, I don't know, he's, like, he's really into birds now. I'm like, oh, okay, like, I, he shouldn't be, but, like, yeah, sure. What, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. he's, like, dog sledding. It's like, yeah, I get it, but, like, why? <laughs> he's the host of that show, like, what is it, like, the big, big show or something? Did you see this? Like no, previews? I feel like I feel like our TV watching is in completely different orbits. They are. I thought you would see commercials for it because it was on like fucking everywhere. I don't think I watch anything with commercials That's other right. than the Super Bowl. And I don't think the big big show is paying five and a half million dollars to advertise, <laughs> but you know, maybe. They might. It's on like NBC or like CBS or something. It's like two people come and they do like two crazy stunts and it's like him and like rosario dawson was on an episode and like snoop was oh on the an go big show yes this whatever it's yes. on tbs okay yeah which is owned by cbs so like they could have aired they could have i felt like i saw it on tbs yeah, yeah. It, it's another one of these shows like you were saying bird's doing this and you're like bird's hosting this you're like yeah should he sure. be yeah <laughs> like, but of course speaking of ads this is our ads ads that's, that's not even new jersey accent i don't know what that was but the big one of course is that we have we teased it earlier the 32nd super bowl 30 seconds like as in time not the 32nd as a number 32nd tv ad the big game ad for f9 and there's a lot going on in these 30 seconds it's cut so fucking fast for people to not watch it like i'm sure you and i just did like i think i paused it like 45 times in 30 seconds i'm like okay oh yeah i got it okay gotta write this down i have literally eight notes eight major things that happen like i sent it to my friend who like likes these movies but like obviously is not invested in the way yeah and she's like yeah, i don't i don't like it's you know, I, cool. I didn't learn anything new from it i'm like oh i saw i have so much new from this <laughs> but uh what did you what did you uh, what's your big takeaway we get a shot of a, an actual racetrack that looks like it's probably yes. in a time period before the time period which, which we knew that they were filming at yes and feels like this is the Dom da- Daddy Dom backstory, right? Uh-huh. The second one, it looks like they're possibly using a rental truck as a magnet. To suck oh, a is that the thing? Is that the car on the end that goes on its side and smashes through like a series of buildings? Yes. Yes. it Because lo- he's like, turn it all the way up and he has like a dial and then like it gets sucked to the side of the truck. And so I'm like, oh, okay. That's probably like this magnet truck. And that looks really interesting. Breaking Bad did it. Well, guys, what about like a really big magnet? Yeah. But guys, yeah. like what what about like a really big magnet? <laughs> but like that's like a super magnet, right? Like that's like to pull you through an entire building. Like, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know, actually man. know how you could. There's also like in that same scene, like a building collapses somewhere, which I guess is not really a spoiler because yeah, like shit, shit breaks. The big thing, my big takeaway, number one, was that they are rebuilding 1327 and they've got a beautiful, like they have like the wood, yes. like they have it framed and they've got a nice big picture window in front. So I'm hoping instead of having a window there, they just have a big old like horse painting just <laughs> staring out into the street. But I don't think that's going to happen. That would be nice. Yes, we do get 1327 back, which is awesome. There's a lot of people at the table. Jason was sending us pictures of people at the table. Ben uh, posted asking us who was at the table. The one thing that Jason noticed that I would never notice because I'm not into car. But in that shot, when they're pulling into 1327, he says it looks like it's Brian's skyline from the fourth movie. So I don't know who's driving that. But I don't know if anybody noticed this. I'm sure Jason did because it can't get anything by him. Did you see that Sean is in the backyard? No, 
I saw a picture that somebody posted that had Twinkie in the backyard, and I was like, this doesn't look real. It was just, like, photoshopped of, like... So, I can't confirm that it's Sean, but there's, like, it's, like, reunions, or, like, there, you know, there's, like, all these, like, different moments or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you see Han giving a guy a hug, and, like, it's, like, a quarter of a second. I had to pause it so many times, but, like, I can't think of anybody who would have a receding hairline quite like... Sean like, our man it, you don't see his face you just see the back of his head but like you know that means Sean's back in America that means like shit is serious right so yeah and you get what is it Rico Ortega sitting at the table like Don Omar is there or whatever it's a huge table like the, the family gets bigger the table gets bigger that is a big big table it'll be cool I'm, I'm curious to see how this goes like there was like a lot of people Ramsey has new hair which was cool oh there is a shot where Han is driving and Mia is his passenger which I think that's kind of a cool like one of them lost someone lost a love in the movie and one of them you know lost a love kind of sort of in a way like in real life right so like there's a it's a car of loss oh good Ugh. I thought for a second I was like please god don't give them a love story but in the franchise brian's still alive somewhere so that's and i think the only other thing to note which we knew was that it looks like you know helen mirren maybe driving like a lamp like a purple something do you know what kind of car that was because i don't No, i didn't i'm sure that it's like some new super fun hypercar that i I just didn't recognize it maybe it's a mclaren would make sense right it's she's english and she's you know driving on the right side of the you know she's in the the american passenger seat the british driver's seat and she pulls like a, a 180 or whatever and just like laughs or whatever so but yeah like 30 seconds there's like eight kind of huge things i mean huge for us there was like a stormtroopers through the forest type situation going on where yes like, letty hits a tree too mm-hmm. which was weird oh i still do love i mean we knew from the original trailer but i love this letty haircut like the uh the kind of short the mid-length uh action style Ooh, yeah, looking yeah. good looking she does good look great. she looks great yeah but i think that's all anything else you, you remember from the trailer mm. No, I think we hit pretty much all yeah. of the things. Every every frame, basically. Any other news that you've seen or no? No, other than the thing that I said, Jason sent us a thing that was like, how to... I forget, what the fuck was the name of the article? Oh, with the rocket or whatever? Yeah, that's not real at all, right? No, so like Jason sent a picture where... No, he sent an, he sent an article. Oh, about how Hobbs is coming back for 10. Yes. And in there, or linked from there, there's a bunch of pictures. And there's this picture on Screen Rant or whatever, Dom at a car in front of a rocket going to outer space and it says fast nine and you're like this looks like crossroads and space and i was like there's no way like maybe it's real i doubt that it's real because the font looks wrong but like they would not until we see a trailer in a trailer or in the movie with a rocket ship like space isn't happening like they can say it all they want and like maybe it's happening but like they're not going to reveal that in also this rocket image looks identical to the one in crossroads that's what freaked me out the most i was like and when we talked to andy he was like oh we needed to do something like bigger right and like i don't and he like he knew the script of fast nine so like why would fast nine have been like oh yeah a rocket cool just do the same thing we're doing in the movie in a different place at a different time yeah I I i don't know so that's all the news i guess we on you know on release watch we are still May 28th. But they're still saying it's May 28th, but I'm Well, so like skeptical. so yesterday as this comes out or Monday as we're recording this, I think HTML is going to they're they're recoming back Nico and Kevo relaunching their podcast with another state of the MCU. They've done this like, I think twice now already. This is going to be the third one. But they're just going to do like a rundown of like what's going on with the movies and TV shows and whatever. Okay, and cool. Kevo being Kevo, basically me, but like even more research oriented, has this entire like document that he made, like this image that he made with like every movie and every release date and the director and the producers and the writers and the stars and whatever, like this whole thing. I'm like, cool, like what happens when COVID hits this? He's like, ah, uh, and he's like, I, I don't, I, I, 
I don't think it's going to get delayed. Like, I don't think, th- I'm like, but what about Widow? Like, Widow's in May, too. And, like, yeah. I don't know that Disney's going to be like, hey, yeah, everybody, like, you know, vaccine rollout not going great. Like, go to theaters, right? So, I don't know. And also, they don't, they're not going to be like, Widow, near May can go on Disney Plus. Like, we're not trying to get those theater dollars. Right. Like, if they were, if it was going to go on Disney Plus, it would have gone on Disney Plus last year, right? Yeah. Like, everything yeah. that's got pushed to this year is going to be in theaters and yeah. hopefully F9 in theaters, but hopefully when it's safe. I don't know. Still May 28th as of right now, though. Memorial Day weekend. Joe, the final thing to do before I take a break is the Fast and the Furious Minute, Minute 3 of the Turbocharged Prelude, a minute I called Girl. In this minute, Brian places an order at the diner and catches girl's eye. I'm using girl because that's all Minka Kelly is credited as. Yes, 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 yes. So that's her character's name as far as I'm concerned. Catches girl's eye as he hides from law enforcement officers who enter. Brian quickly leaves and drives away. Brian changes and packs his things as he sees a news report about himself on TV. Brian gets ready to flee the motel but sees cops at his car. He bumps into girl. Brian walks down the street and hails a ride as a hitchhiker. Girl picks him up, and they drive away, still in the San Antonio area, which I'll get back to in a second. Girl drops Brian off at a used car dealership as the minute ends. So, like, last minute, you know, you said that everything took place in California, but I was like, they started in, like, Santa Fe, and they're still Mm -hmm. in Santa Fe. Like, this minute started in San Antonio and still ends in San Antonio. It's now day. It's like goes back to the map and it's like it's night when she picks him up and now it's day but like they're they're just outside town like it's like what I guess they they don't trust anybody to watch it like we're watching it because like yeah they yeah. don't care about continuity so the last minute ended at the diner I was watching it I was like looking for cool diner distinction things and there's fucking nothing distinguishing in this diner like no. nothing no like I really looked like you know usually you get like a goofy painting like uh, something interesting there because there's goofy paintings in this minute don't you worry there is goofy paintings in this minute but like. That was diner. Like, just yeah. every diner you imagine in your head, it was just diner. Okay, so then here, I'm going to say, what? I'm going to change a minute to girl at diner. Perfect. It's like noun, common noun, girl, yeah. diner, car, cop, motel. Yeah, no, so we see the cops, and I'm like, okay, cool. And they have name tags on and badges. Yeah. Can't read them. Couldn't get anything out of that. Nope. So I was like, okay, cool. And there's like eight different people in that, like, there's a bunch of extras that i made notes of because like i I stopped taking clothing notes for extras in the first movie because i'm like i can't do this like this is taking me like 45 minutes yeah but i'm like uh, you know for the six minute thing i can do this and like they're all just like guy in black shirt 
woman in blue shirt. Yep. Guy yep. with cowboy hat. It's like, yeah, okay. Nothing even remotely as interesting as woman in a custom Diamondbacks jersey that's deep V <laughs> cut. Like, nobody else cares. Nobody cares. No. I do think, though, that these are probably, like, two officers that come in here are probably the ones that are credited. Remember, we're like, you know, there's the two people in IMDb who are credited or, like, uncredited as cops. Like, I think it's probably these dudes. Like, because, like, they're the only ones that we see, I think, like, up close and personal. Yeah. And I think that we should steal their steal their imdb credits still well no because they're they're the only people that we can't we can do oh, literally anyone else like we could be the fuck. people in the diner right like they're the ones yeah. that we can't at this point i look like guy in black t-shirt wearing hat with the is that is that the guy with <laughs> yeah well there's a guy kind of like a santa claus beard sort of in a cowboy hat yeah. yeah there's one couple at the diner that are like sitting diagonally from each other like it's like a booth for four but she's on the outside and he's on the inside across the table and i'm like are you waiting on someone you're just like sitting really weird like they're not a I don't know. I don't know. Rachel and I talk about this a lot. The the sitting on the same side of a diner booth seat is so strange to us. We see it sometimes. It's very romantic. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, yeah. After dark. If you had like a whole side of space. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to... Can you please describe, and I want to, there's one other thing I want to point out, but can you please describe the wonderful art that you made note of in the hotel room? Yes. So Brian's in hotel room 121 that apparently doesn't allow dogs. So this is not the hotel for dogs. Like an oil painting. It's like an old school like oil painting, it feels like. But it's kind of, it has like a little bit of like a surrealism to it. It's not like, you know, an exact painting. And it's just watermelon slices, lemons, bananas, and pears. Cool. If you had them all in a grocery, if, if you had them all in a grocery bag and then you like dumped the bag out onto your counter, that's how it's posed. It's four fruits that have everything to do with it. Like there's one that you bite into, one that you peel, yep. one that you don't eat, yep. and then one that you have to cut. So it's like, you know, four of the same, four <laughs> birds of a feather. Yeah, did you, but you saw the painting though, right? Like I was thinking like maybe like some of the watermelon slices are papayas, but then there's like seeds in the one and I'm like, I don't know, these, man. These look like watermelon triangles. Like they, and and the watermelon's the only thing that's cut. Very weird. The other thing I wanted to point out, and this is something that you made note of, but girl at diner is wearing an oval necklace, like a beige oval necklace with a blue butterfly. And she's got like this white halter top on, but then, or like a tank top or whatever. But then when we're at the motel, she's wearing what I can only describe as like what looks to be like lingerie, but like full chest line. Like it's like this very like sheer low cut, like looks like a bra, but then you, she walks away and like it's a full shirt, but she's got no necklace. So like, you know, in a franchise with necklace continuity, it's like, girl, where is your necklace? <laughs> no, but she seems like she's going to the ice machine at night in the motel. Alone. Yeah, this is sketchy. So she- no, but she like what were you are you trying to try to say she's a pro over here? No, no, no. I'm saying that she she she's in danger. Yes, yeah, she is in danger. But I'm saying like you know she was done for the day. Like she you know she took her necklace off, took her earrings out. She's like I'm just gonna go grab some ice. I want like a water before bed. But she's in like a jean skirt. Like it's like this is <laughs> that's not what you wear to be comfortable. You know she's the type of girl. And this is maybe I'm 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 adding on her Lila Garrity from Lila Garrity Lila Garrity from Friday Night Lights but like it's like I picture that kind of girl you know named girl wearing like gym not gym shorts but like the short like I don't know how you like it's just yes, you know I cotton, know cotton shorts yeah but just like that's just what that kind of girl With, like wears the white piping along the bottom mm-hmm. yep, yep exactly but I this is just are. like jean skirt it's like that's not what like she's formal but she's like <laughs> without jewelry I don't know I don't get it she probably like was walking around in her underwear was like I have to go get ice threw her jean skirt back on because it was on Oof. the ground and then went to go get the ice. Guess so. Runs into the future love of her life, which she will never see again. She'll drop him off and be out of his life forever. 
Yeah. I want her to come back. Where's girl? Yeah. Why isn't Why isn't girl at the back That's at it. the backyard barbecue at nine? They're like, who is she? It's like, oh yeah, she was. She picked me up. Oh, I guess Brian's not around. Like Mia, Mia would be pissed. This is somebody that Brian would have to pretend he doesn't know if they ran into in in a. Gas I don't think that somewhere. Brian would remember her. There's no reason. Like, she remembers. Because, like... Brian would definitely... She picks him up on the side of the road. They're staying at the same motel. They make eye contact 15 times and presumably hook up. I'm thinking about it, like, she would remember him because maybe it's a fantasy of hers. Like, I'm helping the bad boy. Like, he's a wanted felon and I'm going to help him. Maybe. I'm just trying to think, like... You know, he's on the run. He's going to get, you know, whatever by the cops, I guess. I guess it's the next morning. I don't know. But, like, unless they hooked up, like, he might not remember her. He might be like, oh, yeah, I remember some girl helped me. But, like, she'll remember because he's his name is on TV and in the paper and his face is on. You know what I mean? So you would you would I think you would recognize her. Plus, she's making Kelly. She's beautiful. So, yeah, that's what I mean. She's fucking gorgeous. And she gave you a ride for presumably like halfway around San Antonio. Any other notes about the minute three of the turbocharged prelude? Those bland one for one minute. It was. Oh, yeah, no, it's not good. But I do like, you know, you said this minute starts at the diner. The next one's going to start at the car dealership. Like, they are, in in some regard, kind of self-contained, right? So Yeah, that's true. They're just like a hair off. They're like three seconds off. Yeah. Or like, not even like half a second off. Unfortunate, but, you know, it is what it is. But, Joe, let's take a break and let us come back to talk about Akira. Episode number 165, Akira. This episode is brought to you by the 2022 Beijing Winter Olympics that will host all the ice events, curling, ice hockey, and skating, and four snow events, snowboard, big air, and freestyle skiing, big air, men and women's. Shout out to the Beijing 2022 Winter Olympics. Well, shout out to them, and welcome back to Too Fast, Too Forever. We're talking about Akira from 1988. So this is a movie, Joe, that I, I know that I've mentioned to you that I've not seen, but this was, and this is not really a hint for the Letterbox game, but this was the 15th, 1-5, 15th most popular film on Letterboxd Damn. that I had not seen. You mean in your personal rankings, or overall, it's ranked 15? No, so like, if you sort all films on Letterboxd by popularity, and then I remove the ones I had not seen, this is 15th. That doesn't necessarily mean anything, because like, I think I've seen like the top 60, so like, you know, like, and like, I've seen like 119 of the top 120. Or That's something. what I thought. This is, this is in reference to you, not the- Yes, the so like, of okay. all the like, you know, pop culture blind spots in my life, I would say this is very high up there. Okay. Uh, but I don't know, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it says more, yeah, I'm saying it more about me than about the movie itself, but it okay. is also a very popular movie. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's very, very popular. Because this is the movie that's widely credited with bringing anime into mainstream Western audiences. Yes. Did you like this movie? I did. So like this also, like we were talking in the intro about Cobra Kai, like this kind of has that hype in it where like this is going to change your life. Not really change your life, but like this is like the greatest anime of all time. And like for a lot of the first hour, I'm like, yeah, I like I like this, but like I don't get it. And then like it gets weird and I'm like, okay, this is cool. But like yeah. a lot of the first hour, I'm just like, eh, I don't know. So here's what I thought the movie was about. Go ahead. I thought that Akira was the guy in the poster. Yeah. And I thought that he was like some kind of vigilante bike guy. 
and that he went around like solving crimes or avenging justice or whatever. But like that dude is like not super important. Like he's kind of important, but like <laughs> yeah. he's not Akira. Like Akira is just like this like legendary being that once was. Yeah. And then like there's this other dude Tetsuo who like gets superpowers. But I'm like you know not that I was like with any degree of confidence would be like this is what it's about. But I'm like I bet it's about this guy who's named Akira and it's his bike and like he goes around like solving crimes or stopping crimes and like not not at all. No. That's cool, though. It's wild. I don't think I've ever watched this movie sober until today. Oh, it is on Hulu if people want to watch both subbed and dubbed. So if you Which want to read or watch? if you want to listen to. Subbed, of course. Oh, I watched dubbed. Ugh. This area are pretty good. Plus, Ugh. you get to watch the better. You get to pay more attention to the fun fucking animation. But yeah, so what this movie is about is that we open in 1988, so modern day Dude. for the movie, and a nuclear bomb ostensibly hits Tokyo. Yes. And we flash forward 31 years to the, the distant future of 2019 and? for AD Tokyo that's about to host the Olympics, which is crazy because Tokyo was about to host the Olympics yes. last year. Yes. And we are post-World War Three, and uh, there's like biker gangs and shit. Yeah, that's a good place to start. But I was just fucking floored that it was 2019 and there was not enough press about about Akira predicting the 2020 Olympics being in Tokyo. Yeah, like on IMDb, that's like they're not like the fifth or sixth most popular trivia, which means that like a lot of people have been like, I wonder if, and then like thumbs up the trivia, but like, yeah. I know it's a bigger deal, but like, oh, it's Back to the Future Day or whatever, right? But like, no, I don't remember seeing a single, maybe because I hadn't seen the movie, but like, I don't remember a single thing being like, Akira, this one thing that Akira got right. It's like, well, oh, okay, yeah. But yeah, no, you think we'd have, we'd have 35 Screen Rant articles about it by now, right? <laughs> like, the six things Akira predicted. I mean, I'm sure that we will, you know, that we will, I will find an Akira article by the time we record next about like Akira's, you know, whatever, whatever. Cause like that's just how Google works. Like they're like, yeah. oh, what are you, you're, you're Googling IMDb Akira? Okay. Yeah. We'll serve up some Akira ads to you. Okay. Cool. Cool. <laughs> nice. So this is uh, what I thought was funny. So I said this, you know, brought anime over here. They were going to do a live action version, but it was going to cost more than $300 million. So like, yeah, we're not, we're not going to do that. Cause that was in the 90s. Yeah. Like, 300 million in the yeah. 90s but what's funny to me is these two people with like radically good track records but george lucas and steven spielberg both called it unmarketable in the u.s so like yeah you can't sell that here and it's like well you, you were wrong so to the victors get to re- write the history right so like i'm sure that george lucas and steven spielberg have missed on a lot of shit and like we just obviously don't hear about it because you're like oh look at this thing that they did find like star wars and you're like oh my god yeah i'm sure that they were like a bunch of stuff they were like this like you know the guy at blockbuster that was like fuck netflix like we're not buying that right it's bullshit and you're like yeah "Yeah, the big mistake bro did you catch what the biggest and this is kind of a trick question but i'm asking it in a very specific way did you catch the biggest fast nection in this movie biggest fast nection in this movie and i'll give you a hint that it's not actually in this movie but what's the biggest fast nection between this and the fa- and the fastiverse i don't know um the thing that i thought the most connected the two the way the taillights like streak and like the nozzle okay. sting. Which is super, super cool. I love that. But what's your big connection? What, what did I miss? So this is something, it's not in this movie, so you didn't miss it this time, but it's something that I did not know was a reference to this. Uh, but then when I heard the name Canada, because it's, it's K-A-N-E-D-A, but it's yeah. pronounced Canada. In the Teriyaki Boys song for Tokyo Drift, they say, Like a Canada, Tai Tetsuo, Neo Tokyo, Matsubo, which means uh... Like a Canada versus Tetsuo, Neo Tokyo destroyed, heat before it disappears, let's go diverge. But like, uh... I did not realize that the Teriyaki like Boys were referencing yes. Akira. 
That makes so much sense. But yes. when I heard Canada, because in my brain, I'm like, like when I'm listening to that song all. before this, I'm like, are they singing about Canada? Like, they can't be singing about Canada, but I'm like, whatever. It's just some, like, Japanese word I don't know. But, like, referencing this movie, I was like, oh, shit. Okay, cool. Like a there Canada you go. So it's directly pixel. in Tokyo Drift, then. Yeah, man. That's perfect. Beautiful. I think one of the weirdest things about this movie is, like, the little, like, nuclear fallout kids. Like, these, like, little ghost children. Or maybe they're not even like children. Old, they're, like, yeah. they're olds in children's bodies. Like, their body has aged, but they never grew up from being children. Yeah, like, whether they were, like, victims of the fallout or, like, you know, just... I think they just had parents were radiated. Maybe I don't also think that, that. I don't think that they're victims of the fallout. I think that they're, they just, like, are superheroes. Like, they, they just had superpowers, so they, like... You know, kind of like the X-Men. Like, they were, like, collecting the special... Right. Yes. So there's like the three of them, I think. There's four, right? Four? Okay. Because there's Akira and then there was the three of them. Yeah, but Akira is just like, well, when the movie starts and like by the time we first yeah. see Akira, like Akira is just like a bunch of nerves and shit in jars. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. They preserve Like it. Akira was like this like ultimate power thing and then like they keep him at like point zero 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 five Kelvin or whatever, like which is, you know, not humanly possible, I don't think. Absolute but. zero. And you couldn't have walked into the room that's in there. No, they'll just like <laughs> Yeah, they're like, like put on this coat. Strolling in. Yeah, yeah. Put on this coat so you could go to the the Akira room, and it's like, no, dude, you're all gonna die. But I mean, the big question, you know, you know what the question I have to ask is now, and tying it to the Fastiverse is, what if Han is Tetsuo now? Like, what if Han is like Ooh. supercharged, superpowered? But like for good or for evil? Ah, that's the big question. Because Tetsuo Hopefully is good. kind of evil, right? Like he can't harness his power. Does Tetsuo have the abilities and they wake up? Or does one of the Fallout kids give them to him? That's an interesting question. And I don't know. I No, because there's a point where like K or someone says like the power is within all of us at all times. It's just. It's a very positive spin on radiation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're yeah. all fucked up inside, but like maybe <laughs> we're all superheroes. <laughs> the cancer makes you stronger. No, I think it's more supposed to be like the power is kind of with in everyone, but like these people can unlock it type situation. Sure, yeah, yeah. This actually has like really strong Umbrella Academy vibes. Did you watch Umbrella Academy? No, not yet. Um, I want to, but I was also thinking like so. Last week I was talking about uh, the video game Control, and I played it. I basically beat the main story. Actually, I did beat the main story. Cool. I have, like DLC and stuff, but like a lot of the like psychic abilities in that are like literally what Tetsuo is doing. So I'm sure. You know, this influenced a whole bunch of things. Like so many things, and I'll talk about that. But like, I'm sure that like a lot of like ways, like both the manga this was adapted from, and then this anime itself. Like, I'm sure that it influenced a lot, like a generation of creators, like the people who made Control, the people who made Umbrella Academy, to be like, yeah, like this is like cool shit. That like ways that we can describe or show or showcase people with like mind control, right? So yeah, and the animation's fucking wild, dude. Well, like when it gets into body horror, that was like the cool stuff. Like when he like just like like I love like the the teddy bear coming to life, like being like all like combined by like different objects or whatever but then like for him to become this like massive like vein amoebus yeah eating everything type situation blob yeah it was cool though like i think it's kind of movie that like once i knew what it was about and where it was going if i watch it again when i watch it again i will like it more but like for a lot of it i was kind of like not lost but like i don't know where this is going you know what i mean like i think that's the benefit of seeing it again where it's like i don't know what this is about or like not what's most important because i think like it does a good job of kind of streamlining things but like i didn't know what the story actually was like because i don't think like you're like okay because like the the character we're kind of following for a while is not really like the like he's kind of the protagonist but like he's not who the story happens to no which is a very cool spin right unusual for storytelling it's what we're talking about with heather right with like a the active protagonist it's like well the first movie is like not really brian's story but like 
it yeah. shouldn't be Brian's story, but it is, right? Yeah, it's 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 weird, and it's cool that his friend is the the villain. You're always like friends with the hero, so that's kind of interesting. Like, there's just like a whole bunch of like weird story choices that I really like. This movie's just another one of these movies. It's beautiful, and like the storyline's like kind of convoluted. So I felt watching this sober that this felt a lot like what you guys were experiencing you and Garrett when we were watching Tokyo Drifter. That you're like, oh, like the story's happening around you, but like. Does it really matter? There's brain scans that like have a musical tone. And like, I don't really understand this, but like they have this brain scan or whatever from Akira and it has like this certain sound, right? And then they yes. scan Tetsuo's brain and like it complements it in a way that like makes this beautiful song. And they're like, oh, like there's something here. And then by the end of the movie, he kind of like merges with Akira and becomes like this like all powerful whatever, right? But like, yes. when you're watching, I'm like, I don't know what? That's funny. And you bring up the idea of like the, the soundtrack or just like the sounds. They play really well with silence in this movie, which is like something you don't see in a lot of movies like there's like dead silence and like big chunks is conveying that you're that you have like tinnitus or like something's exploding and that's like really fucking awesome and i don't know why we don't do that in more movies instead of just like what is it the christopher nolan just everything's just right. fucking loud well i think that's you know like when gravity like when they had the outer space and like there was just like yes. 15 minutes there was silence or whatever it's like oh like movie theaters posting like there's not a problem with the movie like there's there's long stretches of silence because like dummies in the crowd were like I, why is there why is there well, it's like there's a space of vacuum yeah like, get with it but like <laughs> what i think is interesting especially you know given our lap and given where this movie takes place in tokyo is that like you know all of japan following the nuclear fault like the actual nuclear fallout of world war ii like rebuilt and became so technologically savvy and like i haven't been there but like the way that i've seen it depicted in movies and stuff like it seems like it's a non-stop orgy of sounds and th- you know, things to like, see and hear and whatever yes. and yes whether that was conscious or not it seems like this nuclear bomb the fictional one in 88 like kind of changed that so it seems like tokyo is a much more like urban but like in like a concrete kind of way like instead of like metal and glass it's like oh no this is just like a quiet like this is just like kind of gritty kind of no. slummy it's not like all neons and stuff and it's not like sights and sounds it's like there is just it feels like there's like there's room for silence or whatever this is the cool part about japan that there's like very very hyper stimulating parts of it and there's like super saturated parts but then like once you like go into neighborhoods and stuff like you'll find a lot of stuff that looks just like this still or even looks like old japan like it's a nice balance of it it's not like everything is Times square it would be crazy like that was kind of what i was picturing which is like oh i can't you know yeah no 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 it's it's really not like i mean because granted like when you're shooting a movie you want the most visually appealing things right but even when you're like it's like sean's dad's house in tokyo drift there's not like lights all around that no but there's like the different kind of like where he's like on top of the woman eating her noodles, right? And it's just like, oh, yeah. Like, there's, it's, it's a different kind of like claustrophobia. Yeah. Like, this, you know, is, this yeah. feels like there's more sort of spaced out or whatever. Well, the thing is, the other part of the, this is that Tokyo is fucking huge, dude. It's yeah. like massively yeah. big. To get from one side to the other, like, you'll get a breadth of everything, right? Like, you'll be like apartment buildings that are like stacked on top of each other in like small houses, but then you'll get like to places where like you'll have a little bit more room once you start like leaving the city because you could be like 20 minutes outside the city but still be in like tokyo right because i'm looking right now so tokyo is 847 square miles yeah manhattan by comparison is 22 square miles and all of new york city like all five boroughs is 300 miles so like if you take all the boroughs yeah tokyo is almost triple the size right so like it's insanely big like it's way bigger than your yeah 
Like if you put that into comparison, yep, there you go. Perfect, perfect it's scope. It's huge. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's huge. I think because, you know, like what we were saying before about not really knowing what it's about or what to follow or what matters or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, especially seeing it for the first time, like I didn't take a ton of notes because I'm like, I don't know like what's important. I was enjoying it, but I'm just like, I don't know, like even like if I wrote down like what was happening, like it wouldn't really make sense. I'm like, I don't know, like biker gangs, but like the biker gangs don't even really matter. Like there's like the rival gang, yeah. there's like the school that they're at for like bad kids, but like that all goes away. It's just like, it becomes like this normal kind of hood rat sort of situation into like, oh no, like this guy like is threatening all of humanity with his like superpowers now. It's like, oh, I did not see from A to B or whatever, right? Yeah, it's very paranormal very quickly. I was like looking for things that reminded me of Tokyo Drift that weren't like over, that weren't like the most obvious fucking things that we could imagine. Like in the beginning, they, they're like chase, they're fighting with the biker gang, right? The clowns which are really cool costumes. Like, the animation of that is, like, fucking awesome. I like that they, like, have these... Like, their motorcycle helmets have, like, clown faces on them. Yeah, yeah. It's really cool. It kind of feels, like, very purgy. So they're, like, chasing them. They chase them into the old city where, like, the Olympic stadiums are being built and they're also housing Akira underground. They, like, have, like, this race and they, like, kind of play chicken, which is very Fast and the Furious, right? Mm Mm-hmm. This is where... Tatsuo like meets one of the the alien children or the special children we don't know but then the rest of them get arrested right and like the because the like the the army shows up to be like get the fuck out of here like you're not supposed to be in here so they're in jail and as he's like walking it was it felt like such a fast and furious moment that like he's in jail and he's like hey old man like she's with us gets k out of jail just by being like kind of lusty about her and i was like this is like definitely a move i could see brian or dom doing i feel like it's less brian and dom more like roman and tej like just like really oh, you know, she's because he's doing because like, he thinks that she's cute and then like they get out and like it's not like she even says thank you she's just like all right I get, like i'm, I'm out of here i'm yeah. out yeah <laughs> get the fuck out like, it, it feels like it's like a tej thing like oh we're gonna you know we're gonna we're gonna flex our muscles here or whatever right so no it felt like a brian and dom thing to me if they were at the age canada is in this movie get what i'm saying because like i'm picturing them as like 16 not like 30 like with mia and letty and stuff like that like if you were like 16 you'd be like hey watch this but then like the really corniness made me feel like it was a very brian move like afterwards he's like hey i'm like really cool guy do you want to get a drink calling me her boyfriend is like a little bit of a stretch but like you know (laughs) yeah exactly so that, that was one of my um big uh match moments like that that little sequence right there like the chicken and then this did you have any i mean i like the one tetsuo puts on like a superman-esque red cape like we talk about how like the the fast and furious people have basically become superheroes but like he literally like kind of looks like the superhero right like he's he's like i'm going to be superman here his hair goes super saiyan it like yeah. goes up. Not really fast and furious, but there's like the one quote I wrote down, which will probably be like the, the pull quote on the on the website, but like the future doesn't pr- proceed along a single course. There ought to be a future we can choose. I think it's like the the girl, the special child or whatever. I think that's the girl who says that. But like, you know, we're, we're entering a point in the franchise where maybe time travel, maybe this, maybe that, right? And like, if she's like, hey, you know, there's maybe multiple future timelines. You're like, just like, you know, choosing your own fate or your own destiny Multiverse. or whatever. So. Yeah. I don't really understand, like, Akira comes back, like, they think Akira comes back, but it's it's just Tetsuo, but then Akira actually comes back, and that's when they kind of merge, like, they're birthing a new universe, but, like, that doesn't happen, or does happen? Like, what, what, how, how does the movie actually, end? like, where, where do we wind up when this movie is over? They restart the universe in a new small universe, but leave the other one behind. It's not like they do found a new one, but they don't destroy the one that currently exists. It's like the multiverse thing, right? Like they just like break a path open and they're like, 
we go here now. Well, because, like, what's also weird, and not necessarily weird, because if you don't know this, then, like, it's fine. Before the credits, there's, like, that, like, black and white kind of just, like, what looks maybe like a nuclear bomb, but maybe not. But, like, that was just, like, a pencil test. This is not a spoiler for Lost, but, like, when Lost first aired at the end of the finale after the credits or during the credits they just had like a bunch of like extra footage they shot of like airplane wreckage on the beach and they just put it on tv and so people were like wait did they all die like was the entire show fake like did they die in the plane crash and then like they would yes. come out and be like no that no we we, we kind of i guess we could, i guess we fucked up doing that like that was just like extra footage like we just like had something to put under the credits or whatever it's one of those things where it's like yeah, we just kind of threw it in the movie but it's like well people that may be reading into it are like what does that actually mean like but i, I don't know like it's just kind of a weird cool looking thing but i also don't know that it matters that's that's the whole point of what yeah is what i'm getting to is like I don't think that any of this really matters. I think that it's your own, like, interpretation of all of this. There, I, I don't think there's a right answer to any of these questions. And I definitely I definitely couldn't, I mean, I definitely can't answer it after seeing it once, right? Like, I don't, you know. No, like, even if you watch it a bunch of times, I don't think that there's, like, right answers to this. It's, it's not, it's, it's not meant to have, like, right, it's, like, whatever artsy in the way that, like, it's, like, it's whatever, it speaks to you about it. And you're like, oh, that's cool. That's why it's, like, really fun to watch Stoned, because it's, like, doesn't fucking matter, right? So there's the shot early, early on where Canada's bike slides to a stop away from the camera in the opening chase. Yeah. People consider that the most referenced shot in animation, apparently. And there, it's a kind of shot or like an homage that appears in Teen Titans, Clone Wars, Samurai Jack, Batman the Animated Series, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Adventure Time, The Simpsons, and Pokemon. So like, yeah. you know, all these like shows that I don't want, I don't want to say like wouldn't exist without Akira, like maybe Pokemon, you know what I mean? But like a lot of these are like, they owe a, they owe a debt of gratitude or whatever to like the like how it pushed animation forward even if it's like in a specific way but like in a specific way you know this is not a very childish animation right like this is for adults oh yeah for sure this is an r-rated anime right so which is crazy like i i don't think i don't think we had that in america at the time no like i don't think we had any anime like i think that's what like that's what pushed this here and like yeah you know around the same time like miyazaki was making studio ghibli movies but like that's like explicitly for families and for kids like this is like the other side of the coin like at a distance the animation seems similar like it's the same style sort of but it's like oh no like you know like don't don't go from that to this like that is uh this is not for for your 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 four-year-old nephew or whatever to watch. no yeah it's definitely not there's a lot of bitches in it yeah for sure Saying the word bitch, not bitches. <laughs> Kanye apparently used some of the movie in yep. his video for Stronger. Yeah, this is this is one of the, like the first times that like I was like watching and thinking about this movie is because Kanye would always talk about. There's like a couple of these like these movies that Kanye like strongly was influenced by, and it's like this. And what's the one that's like? Oh fuck! My friend was telling me about it. You probably know. It's like something on the mountain, like Dead on the Mountain or something of the Holy Mountain. Oh, this is the Holy Mountain, which is the Yodorowsky movie. Did he make like a bunch of other weird? movies yeah he's kind of he was like, he, yeah he was one of the i think he i don't know hold on alejandro yodorowsky i actually just looked him up recently because there's a movie called santa sangre that that came out that they're re-releasing in 4k but he made like the holy mountain in el topo and yeah i think it's him yeah he's a chilean filmmaker like one of like the most surreal just like david lynch is like surreal but like also kind of like accessible in a in a weird way like mm-hmm. he is yodorowsky's like i don't know what the fuck you're doing man like it is wild kanye talks about like akira is like super influential to him and like Yodorowsky and he and like he said like he really wanted to go meet this guy and he was like fine then you can come to Chile and like fucking talk to me and like he like Kanye like showed up with a translator because he just wanted to talk to this guy so bad they like asked him about it and he was like yeah I, I don't know he just wanted to ask me questions about the movie so like we talked 
And, like, yeah. he was, like, very unimpressed with, like, what happened. But, like, Kanye was like, I am famous enough that I'll go do this. And, like, I want to do this. There was a documentary that came out, like, five or six years ago called Yodorowsky's Dune. The movie Dune that David Lynch eventually adapted and then uh, will come out again this year that Villeneuve is making with Timothy Chalamet and whatever, based on the book, the Frank Herbert book. Yodorowsky was supposed to make that like in the 70s, I think. It never happened. They had done so much prep work on this movie and they had all this like visuals and everything. And like, there's a whole bunch of issues. Like this documentary came out about like why it didn't happen called Yodorowsky's Dune. Every single person who worked on that movie and like every major set piece would go on to like become like all the biggest like Star Wars and Alien and Mm -hmm. like all this crazy stuff that like was going to go into that movie all eventually made its way into other shit. And so like in a similar way that Akira then goes on to influence all this different stuff, like Yodorowsky and his team are like, hey, we're going to do this. And then this guy's like, well, we can't make it, but I'm going to go make this movie called Alien or whatever. Like, I'm going to take some ideas. And so like, it's just cool how one thing leads to another, even if the, the first thing does not actually happen. I like watching these things that are more like rooted that you see like the base of it and you're like, okay, then all the shit shoots out from that like as opposed to like linear progression like there's some things that just yeah. like, hit and they're just like they're so huge that you're like this is seen fucking everywhere and we watch like the first one of it like when we were doing like the classic car movies right like you see some of them and you're just like mm-hmm. oh yeah every single person that's made a car movie since then has watched this movie and even if it's not like a direct thing where it's like oh that shot becomes that or, i think we even talked about this on tokyo drifter right where it's just like it all is just like it's the additive it's the cumulative effect of like yeah being raised on movies like this and in a culture like this and reading manga and watching anime or whatever and then like just being like okay like i'm gonna make my own thing now and even if it's a totally different genre or medium or whatever You're like stuck. i'm still gonna be influenced by akira yep. yeah do you have any other notes or any other thoughts about akira before we play a couple games and watch a trailer there's this one quote that i really liked and it was the 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 general is talking to like the scientists and he's like scientists are just a bunch of romantics like Mm. i existed i exist in the real world (laughs) like not like them and it it just like hit home because i was like i guess like at the core of it i feel more dreamy than realist because like science is so based in reality right like everything that we're looking at but at the same time like scientists are very dreamy like you like want this thing to happen not that you're gonna like you know fudge results or something but in the same sense like you're like oh if this happens this happens and this happens and you keep like drifting along and it was just a cool thought that i like never you know whenever we see scientists shown in film or anything it's like oh this is like the real like they're the person to be like no we can't do that i guess the one version where we see it is like the like crazy scientist who's like well, no we're gonna have a breakthrough or whatever but like it, when you if you see a movie about those like it's like well their crazy idea worked right so like it's yeah. it's even like then like they're grounded in reality but yeah i don't know yeah the word akira means bright intelligent and clear so that's that and then tetsuo means iron man which you know kind of foreshadows yeah what's gonna happen to him but also yeah he also has a bionic arm which is kind of uh oh god what's the name in hobbs and shaw the company yeah but what's Etion? the uh Etion, that's it. Oh boy. Do you think Etion started in Japan? Maybe. After Maybe. World War Three in Neo Tokyo? Actually, this seems, you know what? The scientists that work here, the general guy or like the military guy seems like he could be an Etion underling, right? Yeah. It feels kind of sure. Brixton y. Like, that's a very Brixton character. Like, you're not the boss, but you're like running stuff, like on the, like, the ground. And, like, you're kind of, like, the boss of that. Like, you're, like, you know, mid-tier manager, mid-level manager. Mr. Manager. Mr. Manager, yeah. Cool. Let's watch the trailer. I don't know if this is the real trailer or not. I just Googled Akira trailer, trailer, and this is called Akira Legendary Trailer. It's a minute, 52 seconds, posted by Melodiquest, 
with 833,000 views. Melodic Quest. It starts like in the middle of an action scene, so I don't know what this trailer is, but we're going to find out together. Go ahead. Whenever you're ready, I'm keen. All right. Three, two, one, play. Middle of an action scene for sure. Is it a trailer? I don't know, man. It doesn't seem like it. Tokyo is going to change soon. Oh, oh now it feels it like is. it. Yeah. Okay. Dude, there's so much weird animation in this. I feel like this looks nicer than the, the version that's on Hulu. I think so, too. They just remastered in the last year or two uh, in 4K. They put out a 4K version of this, which I'm sure uh... looks beautiful. Yeah, maybe we have to watch the 4K version. I thought the Hulu one would have a 4K version. You're right, this definitely looks Yeah, Hulu does here. have some stuff, I think, in 4K, but yeah. Like, this just looks, like, cleaner and brighter. Yeah, it definitely doesn't look as muddy as the Hulu version. Animated films of all time. Most animated film of all time. I do like the the um, Dragon Ball yelling and yeah. <laughs> battling, right? Realistically, it's it, the Dragon Ball yelling is like Akira yelling, right? Yeah. Right? Did it come first? Eighty-eight. When did Dragon Ball start? I have no idea. Definitely I also do like that this 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 makes it look like it's Akira versus or not Akira, but it's Tetsuo versus Canada. Like Canada just has a big gun. It's like the the battery dies or whatever, like runs away. It's like I don't have powers. I just yeah. have a big ass gun. Yeah. yeah, like this shit, like the like the teeth and everything. Yep. Oh, it's an Adult Swim trailer. Okay, interesting. There was a movie that Brian covered on his podcast called Society, which like kind of starts as like a haves and have-nots in high school, then gets like real freaking weird at the end. And that's kind of like sort of, sort of, sort of the uh, journey that this takes. So, so if you want to check out a weird kind of body horror movie, check out Society. Dragon Ball ran from '84 to '95. Oh, really? And, that early? Wow. Okay. And aired April 1989 on Fuji TV. So this this is probably being made right around the same time. Yeah, because Akira was based on the manga. It was made in 87, came out in 88, and the manga ended in 1990. So it's all happening like kind of concurrently, right? So Yeah. And then this, which we always talk about and should like watch at some point too, is like from this, then you get like Initial D at like 95 or something. So it's like... Yeah, Initial D is on the list. And Initial D, like if, if you watch this, you see like Initial D is just like a car homage to Akira, right? Like That's cool. And a lot of and a lot of senses. It like looks like it. It sounds like it. It it operates a lot like it. So that's. I mean, well, no, without. Okay, whatever. I don't know. I don't know if this is easy or not. But for reference sake, oh, actually, Ugh. big. I messaged you. I was like, big news, which I told you I will never actually share big news by saying big news. But <laughs> yeah, it's not the movie that we use as reference. But Inception now has been logged more than one million times on Letterboxd. So shout out to Inception. Yeah, but congrats. the movie that we do use, Mad Max Fury Road, has been seen by 738,000 people. 738 and change. Okay. Akira 1988, directed by Katsuhiro Otomo, starring Mitsuo Iwata, Nozumo Sasaki, and Mami Koyama, has been seen by how many people? And again, it's popular, but I don't know how popular. Like, I don't know on what page. Same, same. I don't know either. I'm going to go 175,000. You're not 
crazy far off, but you're too low. Okay, 225,000. One more in between those numbers, between 175 and between uh, 175 and 225, somewhere in between. Uh, I'm going to go 189. 210, 210 for 26. That's Average insane. rating of 4.2. Okay. Almost an exact even split between four and five stars, and then a four and a half, and then a three and a half, then three. But how many of those 200 and whatever, 210,000 people have oh. this in their top four of all time? It's going to be high. I think it'd probably be one of the highest we've ever had. Let's say, like, I'm going to guess this number, and I think it's high. How about, like, 1,500? You are way too low. Really? (laughs) Yep. 6,500. Now you're way too high. Somewhere in between. Okay. 3,200. 4,400. 4,400 people. I was thinking, because I have a bunch of people who have given it five stars or whatever, like Mike Manzi gave us five stars, Garrett Smith gave us five stars. I thought I'd be able to find a friend with this in their top four. I did not. But I did find Bryce T, maybe? Bryce T, I like it. That's a good name. On Letterboxd, at Bryce T, who reviewed it twice and said, seeing this in a theater got me the red face emoji with the tongue out sweating, I guess, like all hot and bothered. And then like the kind of drunk emoji, like, uh, I just, I lost my mind here. But Bryce T has their top four, Bryce T322 on Twitter. Bryce has Akira as his number two movie of all time. The other three are all movies that uh, I would guess you've seen... I know that you've seen at least one, and I know that you've talked about another one a lot, and I would hope, for my sake and yours, that you've watched the fourth, but one is recent, one is, actually two are pretty recent, and then one is from the 80s, early 80s. Okay. So, okay, what's an, okay, mm, this is going to be a broad hint, but there's number four, what is kind of aesthetically, sort of, kind of... Not like plot wise, but just like the feel of this movie. What's like an American version of this movie from the early 80s? An American version of this movie from the early 80s. Did we cover it? Kind of. No, but we covered something related to it and not on this podcast, on a different podcast. Wow. Okay. It's an an intentionally terrible clue. Is it Motocross? No, no, no. No, no, no. Sorry, that was a joke for you. No, and it's called Supercross. Thank you Supercross, very much. Supercross, yeah. Rowdy Sparks. Uh, no, this is, um, it's considered probably one of the best movies of all time. It's sci-fi. It feels like this movie, kind of. Uh, Alien? No, that's later. No, that's earlier, actually, but no. Okay. It's, um... The Thing? It? Like, mm-mm. The Blob? No. Something? No, not horror. Not horror. Okay. And we covered its sequel on another podcast. Which it's came out like sequel. 35 years later, its sequel came out. Oh, fuck. What is it? I can, I can think of... I know that that sounds familiar, but I don't know what it is. The oh, Star Blade Runner. This... Blade Runner. Yep, Blade Runner. Yep, okay, Blade Runner. Gotcha. Number one is a movie that you have a joke about. I don't know if you've seen this movie or not, but you have a joke about this movie. Eat, Pray, Love. Different joke. Different movie. <laughs> I have a joke about this movie? I would say it's like it's essentially a meme that you've created. It's a meme that I've created. Not like an image, but like a thing that you go to. You have one specific way of referencing this movie. I have one specific way, and it's a modern movie. Uh-huh, it came out a couple years ago. And I just reference it one specific way. Uh-huh. I know you're just not trying to hand it to me, because it must be something pretty common. It's a very popular movie. There's two lead actors, each of which with a very 
distinctive characteristic that I could share with you. But there's one way that you refer to this movie. You and Rachel refer to this movie. <laughs> Is it the Timothy Chalamet one? Yep, call me by your name. Yeah, let's go swimming. Uh, okay. With a cannibal and with your boy. Okay, and then number three, that's his number one favorite movie of all time. You saw Timothy Chalamet in an Edward Scissorhands commercial. Yes, uh, as uh, his son, right? Yeah, that's very exciting. My man's was on. My man's was in the Super Bowl there. And then number three, his third favorite movie. Ultimately, the reason I picked this person, his number three movie, might be my favorite movie of all time. Paddington Two. Yeah. Nice. Call me by your name, Akira Paddington Two and Blade Runner, and his picture, his profile picture on Letterbox is of Paddington from <laughs> Paddington Two. <laughs> you need to, you need to friend this person. So there is. So uh, I love the musician Phoebe Bridgers. Uh, she had like my favorite album that came out last year was that, and she just performed an SNL uh, this okay. past weekend, and the internet hated it because, wow. well, no. No, let me let me let me take that back. Incels hated it uh, because she smashed her guitar at the end, and there was one dude. Oh, I on saw Twitter a meme like, about that. Was like, why would you smash this? Why would you smash this guitar when starving children could eat that? So like, this one dude was like, why is this woman Phoebe Bridgers smashing her guitar, or why is this lady it's just like this like wildly out of touch? It's like I don't know. Like the Who did it for years. Like that was like the whole shtick of the Who. The London Calling cover for the Clash is literally him smashing his guitar, right? So it's just yeah, like, Pete Townsend did it like every <sighs> concert for like two decades, but. But because the internet hates women and because, you know, whatever, yeah. uh, they can't let her have nice things. And like she, her, her Twitter has been fucking, per- I mean, her, it's, it's always, no, no, she, she's been like retweeting, like just like everybody making the best jokes about like just taking down dudes who had a problem with her performance. <laughs> she, she has someone who follows her every single time she tweets. It's just like Paddington 2 Stan or something. And just like Phoebe, I need you to watch Paddington 2. Like no matter what she says, <laughs> like, they'll twist it. Like it's basically the BD WAP fee, but like, please just watch Paddington 2. And like, it's always like I don't follow this account, but like it's always liked enough to like go up to like number one or number two in her replies. And it's just like Phoebe, like you know how it'd be re- you know it'd be really great, like if you you know you know how it'd be like what would be really smashing if you if you watched Paddington two or whatever. So, like, <laughs> I'm really disappointed. I wish that this was like the Lord Onion Rings thing, and that like that was your burner Twitter. Oh, account. I wish no, but like so it's I think it's some like girl uses that like as her normal Twitter and then like also just like replies to everything Phoebe Bridgers does. Like it's just like this weird like dual personality. <laughs> but next week we will have our friend Heather Antos watching Fast Five, which she will be joining us for next week talking about Fast Five on Too Fast Too Forever. Very exciting. Very exciting. Very exciting. I hope she likes this one. She I'm seems sure she like will. she's coming around. I was about to she say does. that. Like if you guys listen to the last episode, like she really seems like she's not more accepting, but she's more comfortable in this world sure. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this is the this is the big one. So if she doesn't like this one, it's all downhill from here. It's but I think she downhill. will. So any other thoughts about Akira or anything we talked about tonight? No, Akira's fun. I'm glad you finally watched it. And um, it's a great movie. If you haven't seen it, uh, this is this sounds weird, but it like really puts me to sleep. It's like soothing. As much as like the the content is very like dark and mysterious and weird, like it's very soothing. So um, get stoned and watch it go to sleep. Yeah, on Hulu or or find a better version because the Hulu one is kind of not. Buy the 4K. It's probably worth the 4K. I want to rewatch it in 4K. I yeah. totally forgot that they did that. For all things Too Fast Too Forever, you go to cageclub.me, facebook.com slash Too Fast Too Forever, or at Too Fast Too Forever on Twitter and Instagram. Email us family at cageclub.me check out our patreon page patreon bonus episodes too fast too forever.com and our store at too fast too forever.shop come back next week as we talk about fast five with once again with heather antos i'm joey lewandowski i'm joe too and we'll tell you all about it when we see you